Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Reasons to Live Podcast with Laguitos, or you can call me Lakes, either way they're both great. Happy belated Mother's Day, for some it was yesterday. I know Mother's Day for Mexico is actually on Tuesday the 10th, so today is a special day, though it should be Mother's Day always, as there is no role in life that is more essential than that of motherhood. My podcasts are all on rtlreasonstolive.com. My Instagram is ms.laguitos, that's M-S-L-A-G-U-I-T-O-S. Don't forget my SoundCloud, SoundCloud forward slash laguitos, where you can listen to all of my songs, and I'm actually going to drop a new song here today. I always get so excited to show y'all a song from the Unforeseen Growth album. I always just wait for the perfect theme to go with the song that I'm about to drop on the podcast, because you're always going to hear it here first. And why not today on Mother's Day, because I did create this one for my mom. But the best part of it is, you can actually dedicate this song to your mom as well because of the words. They're so beautiful. They're so touching. Before we continue all the amazing greatness that we're about to have today, I would like to give some space to my amazing sponsors. You know me, I rep the City Phone 5 Mission Liddy all the way. Reasons to Live is proudly being sponsored by Sucker Free City Apparel because the city don't raise no sucker. It's for sure the premium clothing brand that you need. Stay sucker free and grab a hoodie, a t-shirt, some socks, or a beanie. Stay warm in the city. You can find them on their website, SuckerFreeCityApparel.com and on Instagram, SFCA underscore 415. Make sure to hit that follow. Sucker Free City Apparel, your new favorite hoodie. Reasons to Live is excited to be partnered with Thinking is Essential, which is a mentorship and tutoring program from ages K through 12. Services are available in Contra Costa and San Joaquin County and remote for anyone who has access to Wi-Fi and a device for online tutoring. Thinking is Essential specializes in math, but they tutor in all subjects. You can reach out for more information on packages and pricing by emailing thinkingisessential at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to hit that follow on IG at thinkingisessential. I can't express enough how much I appreciate my sponsors. Go ahead and hit that follow or don't do it. Actually, do not hit that follow. Do not hit that follow. It is not on Spotify in the details section for you to easily hit that follow. The backwards law, the backwards law, the backwards law. Are you hitting that follow? Are you hitting the follow? (laughs) Ah, did it work? The backwards law. I love the backwards law. I love it. If someone's not doing what you want, just hit them with the backwards law. But nah, on some seriousness, if you're supporting me, please go and support my sponsors. They mean a lot to me. Suck a free city and thinking is essential. I do wish I was able to have all the moms on this podcast that I am connected to. Oh, wouldn't that have been amazing to top off the different perspectives. But of course, being a mom is a busy schedule. So shout out to Noemi, Jasmine, Lily, Rose, my dearest Graciela, who has been a second mother to me during the darkest moments and accepted me for who I was since day one. And I could go on and my main, my beautiful madre mía, te amo mucho. Si no fuera por tu vida, no estuviera sin parar. I know I wouldn't be excelling as much as I have if it wasn't for my mom always pushing me towards greatness. 
thank you for giving birth to me. I know it has not been easy raising me, let alone two other beautiful children. But I am not just saying this because everyone says this about themselves, but you have done such a great job with us children. All three of us are standing strong because you taught us how. I mean, all three of us are now pretty much sober babies. We have all decided to cut out drinking, so that doesn't say much. I don't know what else can. You have done far beyond the right things for us, Mom. Feliz Dia de las Madres. Happy Mother's Day. I hope y'all had a good one or have a good one depending on which day you celebrate it. Today I have with me Natalie De Leon. She's been with Reasons to Live Before on the podcast Energy to Keep Going. It's such a great listen. She talks about manifestation. If you haven't heard it yet, please go back and listen to it. You will not regret it. This just in Currently, she is a self-starting entrepreneur, which takes guts to do. But as you know, there are choices you need to make as a mother with priorities. So shout out to her. And I also have a new guest with me, Elizabeth Esqueda, who made a promise to God to stay with her child for a full year, no matter the means. She has successfully started her own mentoring and tutoring business named Thinking is essential. So if you're wondering, yes, she is one of my amazing sponsors. Her business is taking a great course and I am proud of her. I have seen the hard work she has put in. So she keeps herself hustling while making sure she gives Bea her time. And with that, I would like to say happy Mother's Day and welcome. So honored and blessed to finally be a part of your podcast. My name is Elizabeth Esqueda, like she had mentioned before. I have a beautiful daughter named Bella. She is currently nine months, going on 10, on Cinco de Mayo. This will actually be my first Mother Day celebration. I also tutor all ages on the side because I am currently a stay-at-home mom. So it's a way to just generate some revenue. I can't put enough emphasis on Happy Mother's Day because this is your first Mother's Day. And kudos and props to your little business that you have going on. I bet it's a lot of work. So Natalie, tell me, since the last time that we spoke in our podcast, you were about to give birth. And now you have this amazing child that you're holding here in front of me (laughs) named Emiliano. How are you doing? Tell us. Tell me. Happy Mother's Day. This is, I believe, also your first Mother's Day. Is that correct? Yeah, it's my first Mother's Day. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And once again, happy to have Elizabeth here with us and to have learned from her as a mother. You know, as a first-time mother, like, you look for people who have gone through these experiences to learn from them and you know see what's working and see what's going good and just sharing positive experiences and milestones and everything and just trying to do everything perfectly one step at a time but you know what i think that you're both doing pretty well with your children so far i mean they're both beautiful bella and emiliano look and seem very healthy and beautiful. So let's get to it. Let's let's get down to this business. I'm excited to have this conversation. Like I said, you both mean so much to me. You both have been a big inspiration in my life. But again, as mothers, 
you just you become something else to me just like a higher role model to me i know it's difficult you know having children but what's a shift that you had to make in the sense of who you were to become the mom you are today the transition i made between who i was to who i am today as bella's mother is leaving anything behind that took time away from my daughter point blank period. That was hanging out with friends in regards to having late night adventures, really leaving a lifestyle I was living for a very long time in San Francisco and really getting serious to what life I really wanted to provide for my daughter and not only provide, but how I could model that every single day. I noticed that it had to take a lot of time and effort and consistency So anything that had blocked that or didn't respect it, I knew it had to slowly fade away on its own. Mm -hmm. So that was what I noticed that I had to shift. It's interesting that you say that and people might make fun of me all the time and they might not understand me. But ever since I got Ray, my service dog, I felt that (laughs) I felt that my life changed. And for a very long time, I didn't go out and I had to leave that life behind me. And yes, you know, I do go out certain times now because I, I I get that stigma of you can leave your dog at home. But for me, it's just like, that's just not the way that I raise my dog. You know, and I, I feel like people just don't understand that. When, I love it. I <laughs> but, love, but like I when you're bringing it. this, when you're bringing this... Yes, when you bring this up, like, I totally understand that because it's just like, yeah, like, there's a certain time where you just, you just can no longer go out anymore and you have to let that go. You can no longer go out to bars, you can't go out late, you have to come back home, like, early, you just, you just can't live that lifestyle anymore. You know, obviously, I don't know what it is to be a mom to that certain extent, and I totally respect that. It's taken me some time to understand that it it is a little different. For me, it wasn't so much of an external shift, because I'm like a homebody anyways, but it was more of an internal shift where I had to kind of like just dig deeper into myself and think about like the all the generational trauma that you know, I hold within myself that comes out as depression or anxiety, ultimately anger. And so I had to really work on Mm. my anger management. I sought for a psychiatrist to be able to talk about all of these like family traumas that I've gone through, just to learn how to learn how to unlearn these things, respond in a more calmer state, because I don't want to like pass these things on to my baby. And you know, it's this whole cycle that you just need to like cut because it's not it it wasn't working before it's not going to keep working so you just need to learn how to like just be calm collective and you know everything is you're going to figure everything out eventually so just the way that we respond to the world taking care of that generational trauma is very important because you know it's 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 real Taking a quick break, once again, happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful mothers out there putting in the hard work. My mother was to be on this podcast with us today, but unfortunately she was not feeling well. However, I have a surprise for her. This song was dedicated for my dear mother. It is in Spanish, so I'll translate the context. This song is called Mama. 
And I also got this beat especially made for this song that I wrote for her, so it is pretty special to me. Here is what it translates to in English. I'm always suffering, but with the reminder of you, I am able to sustain myself. As time passed, now I see that the further I go, I feel better when I find myself with you. We have both been hurt. Please forgive me. I miss you since the day I left the house. Best friend when I'm with you. Better than a drink with friends. Makes me happy to see you smile and more that I have trust in you. I also go into saying that it took her a while to accept me, but she's getting there and she's almost there to keep going. And that I know that she works hard, but she has every day and today is her day because God is always going to continue to give her more and more. I hope that you enjoy. suggest you use Google Translator and get it translated because there are very powerful words. The song is called once again Mama spelled M-A-M-A. Coming out to a family that is very grounded to Christianity is very difficult or just coming out to a family that is very instilled to traditional ways is very difficult in itself and I know a lot of people can relate to that. The percentage of millennials staying home was very high due to the raise of rent and the way that the economy was doing. However, my mom and my sister and I were just not seen eye to eye and it was a decision I had to make and I had to leave. And it was tough on me and my mom. I left at age 17 
But I know that I missed her every day and it hurt and it was hard to reach out to her at certain times because we didn't have that connection. We didn't know how to communicate certain things. But I know that at the end of the day, deep down inside of me, she was my mom and she was the one that I really wanted to go to. She is the one that at the end of the day had the best intentions for me because I am her daughter. Sometimes our moms can get annoying to us because we think they don't know better. Cuando te dicen, mija, no hagas eso. Mija, esa persona no está bien para ti. Esa persona te está haciendo hacer basura. No tomes, no hagas drogas, no, haga, no hagas eso. But you know what? My mom was right. All of the people that she told me that I shouldn't hang out with are no longer in my life. All of the people that she told me not to be with are literally people that were garbage. Everything she told me not to do is now getting back to me. Everything that she told me was literally reality. Now that I'm coming back home, she is opening her arms to me and saying, welcome back home, I am here to take care of you. And I know that it was hard for her because I know that we do not have the same understanding, the same agreements to everything. I know that there's still growth and that we're still going to continue to grow and see different things. But the key thing here is unconditional love. There is unconditional love when it comes down to your mother. That emotional resonance, that attachment that you just cannot have with anybody else. You come out of your mother's womb. There is an instant attachment to your mother that you cannot have with anybody else. And I can tell you, and I tell you, mom, que te amo, I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day. I hope that you have been able to take a moment to reach out to your mom and say, Happy Mother's Day. And even though it's not Mother's Day today, reach out to your mother and tell them that you love them. Even if you're not talking to your mother, tell them that you love them because it's important to tell the people that you care about, that you love. Because one day they might not be there for you to tell them how you feel and it might be too late. But that was a long enough break. Let's go back to Natalie and Elizabeth to see what else they have to say. How do you set a routine for yourself while adjusting to your newborn? In the beginning of motherhood, it was all about trial and error. And that method still lives until this very day. I thought buying a book on how to be a good parent had all the answers, but unfortunately not. I then realized how capable I am to be so close-minded. For example, I tried implementing a sleep training method I learned from my mother's blog and got frustrated with Bella because she kept refusing it and cried from frustration until her father then reminded me that Bella is her own person. And through that time, I realized how much time I was making a routine that just worked for Bella, but not myself. I slowly was neglecting my own person. Mm. So then when I discovered independent play, it magically gave me an opportunity to then set a routine for myself, mm. giving me me time. Mm. And that started because she was about four five months mm. when she was four or five months that's when I started to implement one that worked for both of us mm -hmm. so I can't say a newborn was just all mm -hmm. trial and error yeah I feel like in the beginning like I would not let him go like I would not put him down I was constantly holding him once you get into a routine or once you thought you figured it out everything changes because they go into a different transitional phase and so you have to like rearrange your whole day to meet you know their needs and a whole another thing that they're going through Emiliano and you you guys seem in unison you guys seem like one 
literally just one person. It must be difficult or the idea to go back to work must be scary. I don't agree with the laws that they have on going back to work so soon after giving birth. I think the amount that they give you are, is what, six, th three months, six months? Depends like what type of job you have, how long you've been with them. Mm -hmm. Some people get three months, some people get six months, some people get a whole year. Yeah. So it just And depends. I think that's ridiculous. I think that it shouldn't matter. I think it's, I think it should be regardless of how long you've been there, get a full year to yourself yeah. because you're physically getting back to your normal self. Everything, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, mentally. Well, we live in America. What can we say? Yeah, I, I guess. I have one since Benji's. I guess we can't have everything, right? <laughs> right. Um, what's the hardest thing you have had to do as a mom? The hardest thing I had to experience was understanding and respecting my family's perspective on motherhood within my household and holding tough conversations in order to establish respectful boundaries. This kind of goes off with what Natalie had mentioned before, generational... Generational trauma? Yeah, exactly. Generational traumas. I can see things for what they are, but it was always hard for me to hold those conversations that were involved with the people that are involved. I have family that goes by mother instincts, and that's perfectly fine. That doesn't necessarily fall for how my child's going to be raised. It's more about, okay, what I feel and also what I've also been educated about and finding what works, but having a full spectrum around it, first starting with what works mentally and then going for what works emotionally and then physically. However, I noticed that not all of my family sees the whole picture at a, from a 360 perspective. And so when I see things that I didn't necessarily agree with, I had to learn how to yet understand where they're coming from, but by, from their perspective, and also how to have that conversation with them at a respectful level so I can establish respectful boundaries. And that was hard for me. I'm still going through that, to be perfectly honest. But that for sure is one of the hardest things that I've had to do as a mom. It's our responsibility to teach our, our parents, our older generations, how to do things differently because they, they do it one way and we know a different way because we now have more resources so it's just about being able to communicate those boundaries and all that stuff i don't want my trauma to be passed down to my child it could start off by just allowing one slippery slope lead to a bigger problem and natalie said that perfectly not letting generational trauma be let down to our children and breaking those i feel like there is not like a manual on how to be a good parent and so like we said earlier what works for your parents might not work for you what works for you might not work for me I do what I think is done best mm -hmm. for my child and I feel like whenever I go to like doctor's appointments they're like oh wow he's like you know he's healthy he's eating you know everything's going good but when I go to my mom's house she's like oh, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And so I'm like, okay, like literally a day ago, I was a good mom and being here at the house, mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I just laugh about it, honestly. I don't, you know, I don't uh, get into it with her. I just laugh about it. Mm -hmm. And so because I laugh about it, she laughs about it. And it's like, we just take it lightly, you know? Mm -hmm. But I do tell her like, okay, I'll take that into consideration, even if I don't. That way, you know, she's being heard and her feelings aren't being hurt. 
because she does tell me things in a way that she thinks that is in her good judgment for me. The hardest thing that I had to do as a mom was losing my sleep. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I love to sleep. Tell me about it. When I don't get my full eight hours, <clears throat> I don't feel refreshed. And I just feel like a grumpy person. And it's day after day, like especially in the beginning where it was like you're waking up every two hours to feed this human and keep this human alive. You know, in the mornings, I just don't, I don't want to like, as bad as it sounds, I don't want to deal with the baby. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to see him. I don't want to deal with him. But, you know, you have to because you're feeding him and they're depending on you. And I never, I was never a type of person who, you know, like to be around people who are very, like, dependent. Like, because I'm a very independent person. And so I'm just like, damn, this is hard. Like, who gave me this responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> of being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, what are some surprises you experienced as a mom? The surprises I experienced as a mom was how much management it involves a woman to have in this role. The mother manages everything from inside a household and beyond. That's why we are badasses in the workforce. We know how to multitask, we know how to get things done in a very sophisticated manner, I feel. That was my most surprised. And I realized, I thought I had have management skills, but until I was raising a child, I was like, ah, I do have these skills. <laughs> so that was a surprise. Sorry for the background noise. That is my child. She's doing her independent play. No, it's moment. perfect. She's building. It sounds like she's building something. <laughs> yeah, you, she's doing something that's entertaining or something. <laughs> no, it's perfect background noise. It's perfect for okay, the podcast. <laughs> Raised as a raised from a single mother household, I realized how hard it was for me to have communication with my child's dad or the father of my child and how much involvement he needs to be to raise her. Because I was in a household or I grew up in a household where it was all about one per, one person's decisions and then whatever they say goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I had to like relearn a lot of things. What was most surprising for me is that everything does get easier. Like in the moment, you feel like, you know, you're not going to get through it. I find comfort in taking it step by step and mm-hmm. knowing that everything will get easier. It does. What is your perspective on finances now that you are providing for a family? The pros and cons of motherhood within finances is how you can provide a lifestyle that you envision for your family. That comes with a lot of discipline and planning. Six to 12 months, five years from now to until your child goes to college. And I've learned that sometimes I have to really silent my desires and focus on what's important, which is providing a lifestyle for my daughter now and to forever. That comes with a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline. There's some pros and there's some cons to it, obviously, because you don't, you can't do what you like because you're now providing for a little mini you. Having a partner who is there 
to keep up with these house payments and car payments and all these other payments does help a lot. This said, she's a small business owner. She tutors kids. She's able to work from home, still stay with her young one. That's like a lot of discipline, a lot of management, something that I feel like every mother aspires to because who wants to leave their child? Who wants to let their child go off to, you know, child care with some random stranger? Like, you know that you're going to take care of your child best. And so you doing that takes like a lot of courage, a lot of strength to be a small business owner. Eventually, I hope to be on the same boat. Currently, I am planning on doing that. It's going to be like something that speaks to me, something that hopefully I can share with the world one day. I'm not going to yeah. say what it is yet. Hey, okay, okay. Woo. <laughs> let me tell the audience something about Natalie. <laughs> Natalie is full of surprises. Yes, okay? she is. When she puts something out there in the world for it to see, it is not mediocre. It is organic, it is strong, and it is great. <laughs> so I already know it's going to be greatness. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Thank you. She might be <laughs> quiet, she might be shy, but she is powerful. I <laughs> mean, yes, she is. A lot of a lot of, of the reason why I'm, I am the way I am now is because of Natalie. So are moms really emotionally drained? Do they tend to be emotionally drained? As a mother, I've experienced a full spectrum of emotions between the general f- fight or flight and playful and hungry. All of them. Because <laughs> as a mother, you have constantly have to be present. And there's moments where I'm like, I can't hold back my emotions right now. I have to get through this task of meeting my child's needs or my own. But however I could say, I am definitely physically drained all the way. Like my back's hurting, my shoulders. That's for sure what I feel that's been the most hardship on me is my is the physical pain rather than the emotional. I heard once that we hold a lot of our emotional trauma in our muscles too. So it might be tied, like, you know, how you feel all this pain in your shoulders, your neck, your back. You know, there might be some emotional things going on there, too. For me, what makes me not be in a good emotional state is when I'm hangry. I feel like I need to eat. Like, I can't not eat because I feel more stressed. I feel like I can't cope. I can't deal with, like, the motherly tasks that I need to do. I do also feel like my physical body, um, physically, in the beginning, like my body was healing and I felt like almost disabled because I couldn't get up. I couldn't make myself some food. I couldn't get up and clean. I couldn't uh, do all the, you know, house chores that I usually do and want to do. So that itself was had like a a negative emotional impact on me because I felt like I couldn't do these things and it took away from who I was as like a person and a human now I feel like that kind of just went away and I just uh, figured it out yep that's motherhood figuring it out what do you do to ensure your mental health is still there for you and your kid or do you not do anything at all? What helps me mentally is the time that I have with Bella's dad. We're able to not only talk about anything that I may go through, but I could relate with someone in regards to Bella. And that helps a lot. Don't get me wrong, it took a lot of work and communication to get us to us having the open conversation, even with disagreements. And I'm just happy that now it's working out because it's helping mentally. I agree. I feel like I also had a lot of work to do with my communication in my relationship because he'd come back home drained 
and I'd be drained from like working over 24 hours <laughs> with the baby and yet I still felt like okay like he needs his time to like unwind from work but also like when is my time to un- unwind mm-hmm. and so that make that be very frustrating for me because once he got back from work I'd be like here take care of your son but I could have <laughs> been saying it in a very different way <laughs> that would get me what I needed and him what he needed and so yes communication is key how you communicate the tone you communicated in when he wasn't around and he was just working I would go to like my mom's house and talk to my mom about you know all these things that would bother me or the things that I felt like I needed to work on within myself or within my relationship and she has a lot of great advice as mothers do because they've dealt with it more than once my mom has three children of her own I just have one going out for a walk getting some sun getting some fresh air getting out of the regular environment that you're in changes your mood it's uplifting and just you know taking a nap and resetting was good for my mental health mm-hmm. yes that's that's one thing I do struggle with is doing something different I can stay in the same rhythm for I don't know weeks and not do something different and that's something I do have to work on because I believe Bella needs it too I have to add this one thing one thing that's also helped me mentally is God God and the relationship that I have with the father the child and my child of, of Bella's for sure, number one, God. What about postpartum depression? Have you guys experienced postpartum depression? Yes. When I had Bella, it was something I've never experienced before. I was very devastated for just things that, just for certain reasons. Um, not for not having my child. She was a blessing. But there was some current events that had happened when I had her. And I was very devastated and also having to figure out motherhood at the same time was stressful and overwhelming. But because of that, that kind of taught me how to voice anything that had bothered me. Yes and no. I felt like I probably experienced it maybe for like a day or two just because I felt like I couldn't get out of the house without my child and I felt like I just needed you know, to just go for a drive and by myself and just come back. And yeah, that's what I did. I was like, okay, I need to go to the DMV. I really needed my driver's license. I went, came back, and I just felt a lot better. I had a fresh air. I was able to, like, blast the music as high as I wanted to. Drive with the windows rolled down, which I can't do if the child's in the car. Yeah, just feeling like I was my normal self for at least a day helped. No, yeah, I definitely think that postpartum depression can be a podcast in itself. It's definitely a big topic. I know a lot of people experience that, and it can affect people's lives a lot. A lot of women are uncomfortable after they give birth to be intimate, to have sex, you know, and don't know how to talk about it. It's important for women to know that they're not alone in this because of the trauma of giving birth. Um, How did you feel about being intimate afterwards? For me, it took me a while. That's just because I had to get comfortable with my body after having a child. And not just that, but also having my partner see it. So it was definitely a mental transition for me. And then it became physical. But luckily over time, I got over the fears. 
and stressors and really trusted my partner. Knowing that I was in a safe place helped me. Yeah, I definitely feel like the person you're with has to help you feel comfortable with, you know, yourself and trust that everything is going to go you know, well, and it's not gonna be scary because I feel like, uh, for me, like it, like even the thought of it, like it's scary. I get a lot of anxiety. Still to this day, I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's still very important to be able to be open about it with your partner because obviously both of you guys have your needs and you can't just, you know, meet your own needs. <laughs> right. Feeling like, like you can relax about it, I guess, would help the whole situation. Right. So maybe just drink a little wine. <laughs> <laughs> Your body did go through a lot. And best believe that men will never go through something like that because their bodies are incapable of doing that. Our bodies are very powerful, but it's a very traumatic experience. And I think that we deserve a, a big break after that. And we're very much allowed. You ladies are very much allowed to say no and to to take a step back for a little bit it's it's about communication of being able to communicate that yes i just want to say thank you laguitos and natalie for sharing this beautiful space with me for us to be open and honest and very transparent about our experiences and also respecting each other's thoughts that we have on motherhood and I look forward to many more podcasts with you, Latitos and Natalie. As you know, I'm always just a phone call away. Thank you both. You guys are awesome. You guys are amazing women who came from amazing women. Keep on going. Keep your head held high. For sure. And you already know, children are a reason to live. And there you have it, folks. Episode 13 of Reasons to Live podcast, RTL, brought to you by yours truly, Laguitos. Remember, the world needs our mothers. The influence of a mother in the lives of her children is beyond calculation. You can always reach out to Reasons to Live if you want to bring up a topic on my website. If you listen to your podcast on Apple or Spotify, don't forget to rate me five stars. It helps listeners like you find my podcast. If you would like to donate to Reasons to Live to keep the movement going or to be part of the Reasons to Live community, you can do so on my website. Catch me on my Instagram, Ms.Laguitos, or on my website at RTL reasons to live.com. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, thank you very much for listening.